the nature of your emergency. Good morning, police, fire, military, and families, and to everybody who is listening in on the Tactical Living Podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Walton, and we are doing a very, very chill Coffee, Cops, and Campers interview today with Mr. Eric Reynolds. Eric, how are you? Hey, how are you doing, Ash? Thanks. Good, thank you. And our new friend, Patrick Shaver. Patrick, how are you? I'm doing great, Ashley. Thanks for having me and Eric here. We are very excited to have you guys. Um, I know we're doing a giveaway today. It's a spring-assisted three-and-a-half-inch tactical folding knife, which I thought was super appropriate for people that camp, unlike me. Um, Eric, before we get started, just introduce yourself for us. I'm Eric Reynolds. I'm a retired police officer from Boynton Beach, Florida. Currently a full-time RV traveler around the country with my family that we homeschool our kids. And I'm also a sports nutritionist, personal trainer. And I just try to help first responders with their diets and some PTSD stuff that goes on. And that's how I got introduced to Patrick. So, And Patrick, tell us a little bit about you. I'm Patrick Shaver. I am a former police officer from Atlanta. Um, I became, I, I entered into the film world on my first documentary, Officer Involved. I then went on to make the documentary, Dean Keller, and started the Officer Involved Project, which is a documentary initiative that looks at sort of behind the, the scenes of police officers, behind the curtain. And uh, Eric and I met on one of those projects a bunch of years ago. And so. Uh, yeah. Eric is used to this, but you're not. I ask a lot of really selfish questions, and I have to know how somebody transitions from law enforcement into film. Yeah, so early in my, well, a couple of years into my police career, one of my friends went through a shooting, and I saw his personality change. So that led me to sort of pick up a camera and ask him, hey, can we put together a video that shows what I'm seeing in you? And that led to the creation of that documentary. and. Uh, that came out at a time, and well, I started working on that project before the events of Ferguson. So a lot of attention was brought to that. And after that film was finished, I had the equipment, I had the know-how. I started working on a documentary called Dink Heller. And from there, I, I just I found out that I really enjoyed showing this side of the blue line. Um, and it sort of grew from there. That's amazing. Uh, we have a comment. Thank you both for your service and law enforcement. Yes, thank you guys very much. Please ignore the background traffic that I'm going to assume is coming from Mr. Reynolds. <laughs> oh, from the farm road? Yeah. We'll edit that out later. For anybody who is listening right now, drop your questions. Whoever comments the most, I am going to send you that knife tomorrow. And if you have any questions that we don't get to here on the live, then we'll go ahead and we'll tag either Patrick or Eric. Now, I know that there are some exciting things that are coming up. So Eric, why don't you tell us about that? Uh, well, we got the second annual Cops and, Camper, Cops and Campers event in Ithaca, New York. And it's uh, June 23rd, 24th, 25th, that last weekend in June. It's a big event, you know, school's ending. So everyone comes out there and they're ready to let loose and just kind of de-stress and kind of get ready for the summer, you know, and Last year's event was uh, documented by Patrick and we did a cops and campers documentary film and you get a taste of what that's like, you know, and the camaraderie and, you know, the just people that are all going through the same type of stuff in life, even though you don't know each other after that weekend, you got friends for life. And, you know, like Patrick said, that's how we met with cops and cabins in 2017 when he filmed that. And I've been talking to him ever since, you know, so 
that's what it's about you know just let's get together and kind of like keep our heads straight you know yeah, and I know that Eric has shared a lot of some of the unexpected relationships and networking that was built from that event. But Patrick, what was your experience and and your perception from just what you were able to experience from going? On the cops and cabins where Eric and I first met each other or the cops and campers that we just Either. Okay, so uh, yeah, I first met Eric working on a short film called Cops and Cabins. And I didn't really know anything about it. Uh, I was invited by the guys from law enforcement today to come up. It was only about two hours from my house in Atlanta. And they said, uh, hey, if you're free, come on up and join us for the weekend. And I got to know Eric really well. And I, I have to say the Eric that I know now is a 180 degree guy from the Eric that I met back then. He was quiet. He was reserved. Um, I'm gonna, he, A little bit of an attitude. I don't know. But, well... 80 pounds heavier too, man. He was 80 pounds heavier. He was a hard, he was a hard nut to crack. And, but we got to know each other by the end of this couple of days. And like he said, we just stayed in touch over the years. So when we reconnected to make the documentary Cops and Campers, Eric was a completely different guy. Now I, I knew going into it that he was different because he and I had been talking on the phone. And um, it was just awesome to see the transformation that he had had, not only getting in, in charge of his health, but his, his well-being and, and everything. I mean, he was just a completely different guy. Yeah, there's a comment here. That's a great way to decompress and have that family bonding that you all need and what you all do on the front line. So I'm wondering then, Eric, if you can share a little bit about somebody who's never gone to an event like this before. Obviously, you guys were here promoting it. We want as many people out there as possible. But I know that if you're somebody like me who has never camped before, not even glamped before, or somebody who maybe isn't sure if they'll fit into this niche and everybody seems to be like tight knit and things like that. What advice would you give to somebody who might be coming into this kind of environment as a newbie? Well, you know, I, I was that way too, before I even started camping, I was a non camper before and then got indoctrinated by my wife, you know, through tiny house shows and, you know, ended up learning how to drive a camper. And then I also learned you can have them, you know, you can rent one. And a lot of these campsites also have cabins or they'll have, you know, these uh, Uricks or whatever you can live in. And it's, they're all pretty cool. So you don't have to be just a camper to get there. But one of the biggest things that happened was the family members kind of connecting with each other, not just the cops and cops, but the wives or the husbands and, you know, them discussing issues that come up in, you know, being married to a cop or in a relationship with, you know, someone that's a first responder. And you just get to see how many people come up and thank you. And they're like, oh, my God, he, he needed this. She needed this, you know. And there's no it's not going to get back anywhere if they said some stuff about bosses or the department or the city, you know, and it's just, you know, it's a special little club. You know, it's kind of like an FOP PBA feeling, except you're out there camping and you're letting loose a little bit. And, you know, and, you know, the, some of the friends I've made through camping in three years are friends for life, you know, and it's it's just been amazing. And, you know, having that thin blue line flying around that got me in trouble, you know, led to that whole mm -hmm program and it's just been amazing but yeah you get out there and you can actually learn about the outdoors and vitamin d and can reconnecting with nature because most of us spend like 85 to 90 percent of our time indoors you know and that's another thing it resets you you know that's what was my biggest experience with it yeah if anybody hasn't been familiar with our last interview eric can you just quickly go over that story because i think it's an, an important one Oh, I was in a campground in New York City and not New York City, outside about two hours. And they had asked me to take down my thin blue line flag, even though they had other flags up, you know, Canadian flags. And, you know, so I kind of had issue with it. 
and I filmed it and put it out there on Twitter and all that stuff. You know, even though I didn't want to be out there, all of a sudden it kind of caught a lot of uh, a lot of traffic. And then I got suspended from my camping group for being belligerent to staff, which, you know, I, I did say some stuff, but I was a little hot and it turned into cops and campers. All these campgrounds reached out to us and said, bring your family, bring your flag and you're staying with us. And once, once we got there, they got us a golf cart, which is like, you know, out of campground get to get a golf cart. That's like your VIP. Right. And then they brought all the local cops out to, to shake our hands. And, you know, it was just I was like, man, we should do this as a camping idea. And then I remembered obviously being in the cabin with these eight other or seven other cops and discussing stories of the day and stuff like that. So I said, you know what, let's just start going to pro first responder campgrounds, spend our money there, and then we'll get together and have some fun and just chill, you know, really. Yeah, and I want to commend you. I don't know if I had ever before, but standing your ground in reference to something that matters is so important. And it also seems to be a fleeting quality for a lot of people because people are afraid to speak up and to say how they truly feel. So I think that was a moment that really showcased a lot of who you truly are. And perhaps to Patrick's point, some of that evolution of growth here. Someone says, join the army. You'll go camping. They said camping all over the world. Compared to today, I camped like a caveman. Somebody here says, I remember that yeah, in reference to your story, Eric. And Patrick, with some of your, your background in law enforcement, mm -hmm. something that I have found in coaching clients that is like taboo to talk about is your feelings. So if you can share a little bit about just what happened in terms of connection or emotions when you were able to go to that event and you met Eric for the first time. Yeah, so when I when I first met Eric back in 2017 for the cops and cabins event, it was basically five guys that got together and only two of them had really known each other. And we spent three days in the in a cabin in Blue Ridge, Georgia. It, it was amazing to get to know these guys. I mean, after the first couple hours together, um, it was like we'd known each other our whole lives. And uh, we just had experience after experience after experience from early in the morning till late at night. And then fast forward, Eric had this cops and campers event that he spearheaded and he brought me on to film this. And it was the same. Um, I was running into police officers that were just opening up about their experiences and, and they didn't know me from anybody else, but they knew about my background. They uh, found out about me through Eric or we, we met at the campground and there was just this instant brotherhood, this instant connection. And I was only there to, to document the weekend, but I found myself getting involved in it as a police officer. Um, keep in mind, former police officer, but I found myself getting involved in it as a cop and sharing stories from back in the day all weekend. So it, it was one of the most fun film projects I've been on in almost 10 years of doing this. Yeah, I've, I've seen a lot of reviews and other people talking about um, just that same type of open connection. And I'm wondering from both of you, actually, when it comes to having an outlet that isn't necessarily related to the department, or even in this case where you're meeting other officers that are completely outside of your department, how important is it to have that type of event or just outlet for you guys? Well, for me, I know it's, you know, battling PTSD from being, you know, being shot and being in, you know, an incident like that. It was therapeutic mentally, you know, just to get away from the pressure of the job day to day and to get around other guys that have they've got worse stories than I've got, you know, and seeing how it almost, you know, you could see how 
how much therapy is going on in that moment in their bodies talking about it. Some guys break down, you know, and it's therapeutic for them. And I know it's therapeutic for me because it makes me feel like, all right, you know, we're all going through this, man. I'm, I'm with you. You know, we're all learning how to dance with this. And, you know, we've suffered. And I know it's helped my PTSD symptoms a ton just to get away from that stress of every day and worrying about losing your life every day. And, you know, and I just got to worry about I crashing my RV. You know, that's that's pretty stressful, too, though. And not driving that golf cart because you just might be subject to breaking the windshield. Just saying. Yeah, that does happen. <laughs> once in a while. <laughs> what about for you, Patrick? I, you know, it's, it's really important for police officers to have people that they trust and open up to. And a lot of times all they have is each other. I, I've spoken with spouses or police and spouses over the years. That, that they don't even talk about some of the traumas of the job. Um, I, during the very first screening of my first documentary officer involved, I had a, a, a 20 year sergeant come up with me with his wife and say, thank you for, for making this movie because that just told my wife things that I haven't told her. And in the entire time I've been working the job. So, Having people that you can up, open up to is really important. And I found over the years that, that a lot of us don't have those people that we can open up to. Um, there's this culture um, in policing of, of being really macho, and sometimes we don't want to talk about some of that stuff. But you go to a campground where everybody's just laid back anyway, and, and it comes up, and it's just normal conversation, and it really normalizes some of the traumas that we've seen throughout our careers. Yeah, I, I love that you framed that in, in paving a way for it to be a normal conversation. What a great way for spouses to learn how to find ways to support those serving and dealing with the stresses that go along with the job and have the connection to remember that you're not alone. Absolutely. To be able to share your emotions in a non-judgmental environment is important and needed for those, especially the men, where it's safe and caring who need that release. Not only being surrounded with like-minded individuals, but being out in nature and connecting in a primal state like that is amazing. I love it. Yeah. So talk to us a little bit about the dynamics. Like what is it actually like going to an event like this? So I was muting a car going by. Um, so usually you get there the first night. It's usually like a Thursday or something and people are just chilling. You know, they're loading up or unloading their cars. And obviously there's some beverages that come out, you know, as you walk the campgrounds and you know, I know usually by Friday we have a bonfire movie night for kids and, you know, just kind of getting to know each other and music in the background, you know, just kind of like going out a, a buddy's house party or something, you know. And then come Saturday, that's where we have the cornhole tournament and then, you know, they have breakfast in the morning. And we have last year, I think we had chicken barbecue at lunch and the National Guard came out with bounce houses and obstacle courses. So next thing you know, I'm running against all these kids trying to beat them shooting hoops and throwing footballs around and it was just it was a family friendly event you know you're just getting to know other officers families too you know not just the cops and you know we had that night we had live music a bunch of retired cops are jamming out playing southern rock you know and you know i'm trying to do like a reggae caribbean theme on friday night i think it'd be awesome to have some steel drums like you know just i can already hear it in my head so i'm working on that but yeah it's just you know, like I know some of the other events we're talking about doing, we're talking about doing a lot more hiking and outdoor events, you know, go see the local sites. But, you know, that might extend the week for people. But, you know, this is always a, it's a, a growing, you know, thing right now. And it's still going to be open for all kinds of different events across the country. Hopefully that's the plan. 
Yeah, and Patrick, I'm wondering, I'm just thinking about you being thrown into the dynamics of filming all of this and then in the beginning having no anticipation for just the personal gain that that came of this. What is it like for you being able to continue to be exposed and to share stories like this with me? We were complete strangers before this. Well, I knew when I got into filmmaking that I wanted to show the human side of law enforcement. So to be able to be invited on this trip, I mean, it's it's what I wanted to do. It's what I set out to do is to, to be able to show this stuff, like the, the real humans behind the uniforms, because cops can become so demonized and, and yet so many cops are dealing with trauma. So you go to a place like this and you get to see it in its purest form as people start to talk about their experiences. It was amazing. It, it was amazing to see people just open up to me that had no idea who I was, to be able to, to be around people that all of a sudden, even though we had, we, we didn't know each other, we had the shared background, we had this common experience and we could just be real people. So um, it was great. I, it was it was what I set out to do. And, and then I sort of got pulled into it myself. I love that. There's a great question here. I was wondering, how do you show appreciation to the spouses who are also who are also heroes behind the line, Eric? What do you think? Oh well, we occupy their husbands for the whole weekend, so I think that's <laughs> a, I think that's a pretty big. Uh, but what my wife has said, talking to the other wives, has been therapy for her too. You know, I mentioned before they discuss similar issues being married to law enforcement, but we're you know being into the nutrition side which was really beneficial and helping my mental state of mind and my stress levels we're really big into our kids diets and that becomes a lot of our conversation with the other mothers because they ask us well what do you feed on the road how do you you know not eat that garbage that's toxic you know chemical food that they've been throwing down our kids throats all these last 50 years so that's usually ends up being a lot more therapeutic too at the same time because now they have you know, someone to talk to and bounce ideas off. Like, what do you think of Pop-Tarts? We're like, no way, get that out, you know, or what do you think of this or that? So just talking, you know, I think as we're supposed to be in groups and talk to each other, you know, you look all throughout history, especially when we're more primitive, we're a very social being. And I think we've lost that over the years, you know, larger groups, you know, not thousands, but like a hundred people, you know, and I don't know. I, I know I played football sports as a kid. And then once I got to, retail security we're in a gang and then we got the police department you're in, and then all of a sudden you're retired and you're like well where am i now right well now you find a new gang and we're all you know it's almost like being at a local veterans you know lodge or something you know and it's it it's really beneficial man I, i'm really hoping this helps a lot of guys from going down that road of depression and possibly taking their own lives because you know obviously we know that happens in our profession you know and i think diet and stress is a lot of it and also being alone alone you know yeah and i really like that you pointed that out i remember us talking about that when when you and i had first interviewed and it's not just when an officer retires that i hear the same story over and over and over where all of a sudden that brotherhood that sisterhood just seems to dissipate but also if somebody is injured in the line of duty there there is always um the same repeat story of no longer having that that family unit that they once had when they were at the department. And it's all the good morning, everybody. It's all the more reason why I think it's so important for anybody, regardless of your profession, to start to build this kind of unit outside of who you believe you are with regards to your profession. It's a great thing to carry on your gifts that you have been able to carry on after retirement. Yeah, absolutely. 
And I think that um, just in wrapping this up, I just want to say that when you go to an event like this, something really cool that Erica has created is there's a Facebook group. There's an entire community that helps to continue to build this kind of relationship. It's not just going to a camping event and then, okay, bam, that's done. Hopefully they do it again next year. And hopefully the world doesn't get contaminated with a fake virus in the meantime. But, you know, having something that is withstanding and that you can, you can continue to use as an outlet when those hard times come. So um, either one of you, if you want to just talk on the points of continuing those relationships that are built during an, an event like this. Yeah. Uh, to, to the point that was made last time, um, the person had a question about spouses. I just want to mention the spouses found each other just because the guys were with each other and, and the spouses sort of had their own thing going on, going to the pool together, um, hanging out together, going on hay rides, bringing the kids together. And, and that was amazing to see because just like us is, is, police officers or the officers that were here were finding each other. So were the spouses. Uh, and that was really important. But um, another person mentioned in the comments here, I'm, I'm just scanning them as we're talking um, about finding your identity. And that's really, it's really important when you leave law enforcement to find yourself. I found my identity in, in trying to be a voice for the human side of law enforcement. So that's how I stay connected. Um, and it's really important to me to be able to do that because I've seen things in my career and in my life and, and now in my film career that most people will, will never see. So I want to be a part of continuing to tell that story and to connect with something like cops and campers. It's, it's amazing. I think it's going to affect a lot of people. The more people that get involved in it and see that there are like-minded, relaxed people out there that you can just connect with and enjoy the outdoors, I think it's going to make a difference. Yeah, I think it already is. And I know we have to wrap this up, but Eric, if you could give us some information about how people can get a hold of you, some more details about the event. And I also want to give you a personal invitation from myself straight into Eric's Cops and Campers Facebook group, because even if right now this event that's happening isn't something that you can make it to, I would encourage you to start building that relationship now and see if, if it might be something that you're interested in doing later on. Well, we are about to announce we're going to have an event in Blue Ridge, Georgia, starting the first week in August. And it's going to have, man, we got everyone in that town is involved. All the RV parks, all the cabin, whoever's renting cabins, whoever's renting tents. And we're going to get out there and do a mini get together and really plan a big event in April of next year. So it's going to be like a mini one coming up in Blue Ridge, as such as Georgia. And that's going to be the second, you know, we're going to start looking like Walmart. We're going to be all over the country, you know, <laughs> but um, what, you know, what Patrick did such a good job in cops and uh, cabins to show me metabolically sick and 80 pounds overweight and the stress in it. He's such a good filmographer that I saw my pain and then I was able to really seriously, I was really look at, able to look at myself and go, man, I don't like that. I don't like the way I look. I'm, I'm well, technically I was obese at that moment. And then a really, you know, heart disease diagnosis and all these other things really made me look at my diet and my stress level. So I retired early. You know, I went the ketogenic way of eating and now most, mostly a carnivore, feeling better. My numbers are great. And I share that with other, other cops. So you can find me anywhere out there, usually at Keto50, anywhere, any, anything. You can just find at Keto50.com, CopsAndCampers.com. And we'll be posting more information about maybe an event in Michigan and Indiana. So there's some stuff happening. Join us. You know, if you can't make this one, make, make, make another one, you know, and eventually we'll work our way near California. I don't think we're crossing that line, but I don't blame you. We'll see. 
but yeah, I mean, I'm looking forward to it. It's really been like a little baby of mine that's growing and it's, I love the support I've been getting. A lot of people have helped me and obviously Patrick did a kick-ass movie and cops and cabins and cops and campers. I don't know why I made it so confusing, but I'll have to see, do see, 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 see. I know. So Patrick, um, I just want to know if anybody might have interest in some film work, what are some of the services that you provide? So um, I right now am working on a mix of my own projects and projects that people ask me to make for them. Uh, you can learn all about my officer-involved project films. Now, those are the films that I've made about law enforcement by going to officerinvolvedproject.com. Uh, some of your uh, viewers have, have probably seen Officer Involved. That was my first documentary. Dink Heller was my second feature-length film. And then I did one called Honor Chair about a nonprofit in Texas that makes memorials to forever hold the place of fallen police officers. I've got two more that I've made that just haven't even been released yet. COVID kind of stopped the, the process. And at the same time, my first film, Officer Involved, was banned from Amazon after three years of being there during the George Floyd thing. So sort of the funding mechanism that I had to continue my film work was pulled way back. But if anybody's interested in, in doing their own film project, has a sponsor involved, this, this is what I live for. Um, and it takes a lot to make a film, but I can do a lot with a little bit. And, and we had so much fun on this project. Um, moving forward, I'll, I'll be doing both my own films and then films that people bring me out to make for them. Um, so, but I, I do recommend 100% from a therapeutic perspective. Check out the documentary Officer Involved. You can find that on Google Play. That's on YouTube Premium. Um, it's even in the Apple Store. And of course, you can get it on DVD. Perfect. We'll watch that tonight. You guys, thank you so much. I'm very excited for your event. I already can't wait to see everything all about it. I know I had told Eric that I wanted to go, and then my husband went and has a partner who has a wedding on that same weekend. So, next time though. And I, of course, I'm going to be like Facebook talking to both of you. So thank you guys so much. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Ashley. All right, Patrick. Have a good day, everyone. Brother. Thank you guys so much.